0: Hello again, everybody. Welcome to Self-Evident Podcast. And we are at number 50. 50. Five zero. Five zero here two we go. more. And actually, it would have been 51, but we took a week off yep. because listen to how nice Mike is. <laughs> Explain oh, you're gonna, why. You're going to tell them. I'm huh? going to put you gonna, on the spot. You're going to you make why. me
1: do it. So I was thinking, you know, last week, if you guys had seen, I put a little announcement. Hey, we're going to bump off. And one of the things I was thinking was. I can't do number 50 without Massey.
0: Isn't that nice? Massey is
1: kind of integral part of the podcast. What would it be for me to try and do it on my own on number 50? It's like he's a big part of the podcast. He's going to be like tiny without him.
0: Notice his emphasis on big and tiny.
1: (laughs) You know, Freud, psychology, subconscious. Whoa.
0: He's a speak big the truth. part. And it would be tiny without him. Wow. Thanks, Mike. I maybe should have just explained it myself. No, i well, Your role is growing smaller then, right? My
1: role? <laughs> He's got many roles in this podcast. Yeah, I do.
0: I have many roles in the group. Roles. Felt large last week in Colorado. I was <laughs> living, large. living large and in charge that's right no I am so grateful to to be back last week we were in uh, Colorado we're at 50 man this is awesome uh we were in Colorado last week uh doing some some preaching we were out there for since Sunday to Saturday uh in the Fort Collins and Denver area it was very very awesome got to speak at a couple of schools pretty awesome stuff uh me my wife and my youngest son Aaron went out there and Aaron is named after fallen navy seal aaron carson vaughn uh so his mother was out uh speaking with us her name's karen vaughn uh you guys should look her up it's amazing what she does and uh works for american warrior initiative and then her daughter actually started operation 300 which is pretty cool and uh you know all the stuff they're doing for kids and you know kids of fallen soldiers and even now the bahama relief i mean they're killing it right now so there's just a lot that they're doing so to say all that we were out there kicking it and we got a lot to cover on this podcast. Yes, we do. A lot of current events. He and, yep. and Mike really handles a lot of the um, handles a lot of the issues and what we're going to talk about. And so he brought up a few things that I thought boring, boring, boring. And then bam! Oh, thanks. <laughs> not because of him, but because they're boring to me. But he brought up something like the, the impeachment of Trump, which we're not going to talk about this week. The you know the the, the whole thing. We want to get our, our ducks in a row before yeah. we start talking about it, which is important to me. And the reason why I didn't know about it, and I haven't really studied, it is because I've been really busy the last couple of weeks, so I haven't really been paying attention. But something popped, man. It's this, this, something this, I sent this, to you. This Candace Owens. <laughs> this this Candace Woo! Owens thing, man. I, I tell you what, I didn't watch it. I saw something on it on social media, but I didn't. Yeah. I, didn't I didn't. I didn't watch it. I didn't have time. Uh, and then he said something about the Candace Owens testimony, and I'm like, "What her Christianity?" And I didn't, I didn't even know. And uh, all of a sudden, I'm like watching this, and I'm like, "Woo!" You know, like was, what this girl's just like on fire, and she's done this a couple times now. Yeah. You'd think that these people who are Democrats or liberals would wouldn't have her come on because. <laughs> She just dismantles them, you know what I mean? She just destroys them. She's and, man, she's got fire and
1: and she's conviction, too.
0: Yeah, and and there's there's a truth to it. And she
1: she is aware of her Trump cards, right? So Jesus. no pun, she but but she's aware of of what makes her voice special in yep. the democrat liberal realm, she it's, sure does, you know. and, and and she doesn't use it in an abusive manner. She just says, look, if you're going to say that you appreciate
0: these voices, guess what? I'm that voice. She, Yeah, and, and I, I I concur with everything you just said. I concur. Hmm? Ooh, Big words, Encyclopedia. Huh? encyclopedia. Uh, <laughs> I'm a human encyclopedia. <laughs> Duh, stupid, <laughs> idiot. You know? stupid. stupid. Um, I concur with you, on the, on, And and it's hard to gainsay what she says. Yeah. Are you going to consider her testimony about being black in America invalid? exactly you know what i mean like that's because if you did that to a liberal it'd be considered racism yep you know what i mean so you can't do the same thing to her and she made a good point there was three white people testifying about the plight of black america yeah because of research and study so she's saying look i i get it thank you but no i understand it i had ra- dude she experienced racism in high school like yeah. there that, that, that was national news for crying out loud she knows racism She's just not buying into this narrative of everybody's against each other, which we're going to get into a lot of that later. But just because we want to show you this clip of Candace Owens ripping into the liberal bias, we want you to have fun as you watch it. Grab some popcorn, a little coffee or something. Pause this. Get comfortable. Yeah. Get the
1: family around. Get
0: the family around. Yeah. And she didn't cuss. She didn't use any no. foul language. She no. wasn't. I mean, yeah, you could tell she was frustrated because of what yeah. they're trying to do. But you know what? She did it semi-respectfully. I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 kudos to the to the two gentlemen who who gave her the time to speak. Who yeah. who, who, who gave Candace that that the chance to, you know, Representative Jim Jordan. He he yep. asked the right questions and things. And so, without further ado, here's a clip of Candace Owens' testimony. Enjoy.
2: I just have to say that I object strenuously to your use of the word hilarious. Um, To me, this feels a lot like your reaction to being named in one of these manifestos. Now, you're of course not responsible for the words of somebody writing that document. But I do think that laughing at it is a real problem because these are real families that are impacted by this violence. And I think our efforts towards talking about this have to start from a place of mutual respect which is what I've heard from from this side of the table. Now, the reason we don't have those numbers, I want those numbers as much as you do, but to say the numbers don't show something is simply not supported by the data.
3: Okay, and I have 38 seconds left, Ms. Mulligan, if you you wanna respond within that time.
2: The only thing I would add is that um, it's in the name. Terrorism, domestic terrorism, it terrorizes us. It terrorizes us in our homes, it terrorizes us in our schools. Um, and, the, and to the points made by, uh, by the other panelists, it is disproportionate um, to its impact on any individual life, and it's not.
3: You reject the idea it's something that doesn't matter, or doesn't really matter. Absolutely reject. Okay. All right, so here's where we are. Every every member now has had five minutes in. I'll go ahead and explain my Okay, and Mr. Clay, so we have two members who have not. So I'm going to go to the you, two members who have not yet, and you, then. You know. And we'll give an opportunity for a closing thought to any member who wants before we go. Am I next to respond, or is Mr. Meadows? I thought Mr. Meadows was Mr. next. Mr. Meadows, okay. Mr. Meadows is next, then Mr. Clay, then to you, Mr. Jordan. Uh, Ms. Owens, I, obviously this is a gang up on you. You know, we, we're, we're giving uh, these witnesses the ability to do a rebuttal on you. And so, um, you know, I, I find it unfair, Ms. Ballou. I mean, you know, candidly, for you to show mutual respect and then you to go after Miss Owens, it's not appropriate. So, Miss Owens, you can have four minutes and 34 seconds to respond, you however want me you. Me yield for a second? I'll, I'll yield. To the- Thank you. Uh, I believe, Miss Owens, when you used the word "hilarious," it was in it was referencing the fact that no one had asked you a question. It wasn't to the subject matter of the hearing. Is that right? That is correct. And for ha- to have another witness insinuate something that is not accurate is just not appropriate, Mr. Chairman, for how witnesses are supposed to behave in front of this committee. I also think you didn't say it doesn't matter about the subject matter of today's hearing. You said there are other subjects that matter as well, and maybe we should spend some time on those. Is that accurate?
2: That is correct, and they matter much, 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 much more, and I have said that. I said that in my opening, and I will say it again you know that white supremacy and white nationalism is nowhere near, ranks nowhere near, the top of the issues that are facing black America. And the reason that you are bringing them up in this room is because it is attempt to make the election all about race as the Democrats... Not in my case, Ms. Please Ms. Owens, don't cut me sorry, off. Please my, do not characterize
3: mis- my motive. Mr. Chairman, it's my time. Yeah, you, it's my got, time. You, you've got your time, Mr. Meadows, I'll every, give you three more seconds. Ma-
2: every four years, you bring up race, and you knew exactly what I meant when I said hilarious, and you just tried to do live what the media does all the time to Republicans, to our president, and to conservatives, which is tried to manipulate what I said to fit your narrative, okay? I was not referring to the subject matter that is hilarious. I said it's hilarious that we are sitting in this room today and I've got two doctors and a missus and nobody can give us real numbers that we can respond to so we can assess how big of a threat this is. Because you know that it is not as big of a threat as you are trying to make it out to be so that you can manipulate and the audacity of you to bring up the Christ Church shooting manifesto and make it seem as if I laughed at people that were slaughtered by a homicidal maniac is in my opinion absolutely despicable and I think that we should be above that. To try to assign reality or any meaning to a, homici- a homicidal maniac writing a manifesto, which by the way, let the record show, also stated Spyro the Dragon, the child's cartoon, as a source of inspiration. He also cited Nelson Mandela as a source of information. I don't, think, I don't think that Nelson Mandela has inspired mosque shootings. You can correct me if you think I'm wrong. You, are, you would rather assign meaning to a homicidal maniac than to actually address that I said to, the things that I said today that are actually harming black America. Number one, father absence. Number two, the education system and the illiteracy rate. Illegal immigration ranks high, abortion ranks high, white supremacy and white nationalism, if I had to make a list again of 100 things, would not be on it. This hearing, in my opinion, is a farce. And it is ironic that you're sitting here and you're having three Caucasian people testify and tell you what their expertise are. Do I know what my expertise are? black in America. I've been black in America my whole life, all 30 years, and I can tell you that you guys have done the exact same thing every four years ahead of an election cycle, and it needs to stop.
3: I'll I'll yield back.
0: Again. Woo! Fire! 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 She's on fire!
1: I want to sing that one song, but I'm not going to do it. The roof's on fire? No.
0: This
3: girl is on on fire! fire! No copyrights, Katie. Okay, we're just we're just using it for this example. It was like two seconds, okay. Yes, we so get
1: it. We
0: got the copyright claim know, on I the know, on the other one. Money, whatever. Money, money, money. I, so <laughs> listen, kudos to her again for speaking. The fact though that she has to go that far to do this, yeah. and they thought they can pull the wool on her, is like beyond me, dude. <laughs> that the 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 professor who spoke and
1: and was all incredulous about. All of the using of encyclopedia. (laughs) (laughs) We should put that word up every time we use a big word. Encyclopedia. Um, So this professor that is basically speaking down to her, and and you can tell there's some condescension of like I'm going to prove to you how wrong you are, and I don't want to go the route of okay, that's white splaining to Candace Owens, but there was this air of like, you're you're treating this as, as just something that nobody that nobody should care about. And you're you're talking about it being hilarious. And I love that Candace Owens pulled that apart and pointed out the the glossing over and saying, you know exactly what I meant by the term. You're trying to make me look bad. And I'm not going to allow it.
0: And and every Republican and Trump supporter out there, and we want you guys to know this: we're not doing this because she's black and she's a conservative. We're doing it because she's she's honest, she truest, she and she, she was nailed right. principle. Yeah, she it. was. She was Look, dude, if, if the one thing that I can honestly say that hasn't made me rich is ministry, <laughs> right? And and be, even being a Hispanic and a conservative, to some that's like crazy, but it's really not. Like the conservatives are coming yeah. out in droves now as, as conservative blacks are doing that now and 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 to be honest with you this is what frustrates me about this whole conversation the fact that i have to say hispanics and blacks we're all americans here
1: and and i'll admit the one thing that frustrates me is that de facto your voice is more important than the white voice dude yeah and then yeah right not not in like I'm white, so I should get all the credit. But we're looking at the color, and this is on conservative side too. Conservatives see you and they go, "This guy's. Yeah, he's this got guy's a Mexican. Voice. he He can he can speak better. He can he, he can, can say, say what I can't. Yeah, exactly. Which and, is crap. You know. We we've we've had people on who are black. We've connected with people who are black, and their had voices. Yeah, their voices resonate with conservatives, That's and right. we even look at them and go, "You've got more." strength even to speaking to liberals because of your color and that's frustrating to me because everybody supposedly always lifts up the it's about character not about skin color it's about character not identity yet all we pay attention to is the identity of the speaker you know and
0: keep keep going that's good this is a good line it's,
1: it's it's frustrating to watch that because all of us are getting into that mode of, well, it matters what the color is of the person who's speaking. right? And it's sad to me that Candace Owens has to, has to stand on her color. Almost, almost
0: calling her blackness yeah. to do this. She, she had yeah, to use yeah, her yeah. color card. This is it, ridiculous, obviously. It's super frustrating.
1: Yeah. I'm sad that she has to go that route. She has to
0: say, you know what my credentials are? Being black. Yeah, yeah, but let's take this a step further. The fact that they denounce what you say because you're white. Yeah. Not even knowing your history, background, not even knowing how your parents struggled. Here, you know what? Should you be an expert on cancer because of your mother? No. You know what I mean? Exactly. And and to nobody that knows, his mother passed away from, from cancer. And it's like, would we call on you just because of that, that I don't because know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah,
1: I went through the experience, so therefore I'm the expert?
0: Yeah, no, not at all. As a matter of fact, it, you, you dealt with it better than I thought 90% of people actually deal with it and, yeah. you know, to, to walk through it with you. That may seem like a crass analogy, but it's not. It's the same thing as me growing up with a dad who went to college at 41 and literally got passed up job for job for job. But you know what he tells me today? This is still the greatest nation in the world. And, dude, we were in Minnesota when it happened. But he'll never call on his race card. He'll never do that because he still believes in this country yeah. that without this opportunity, he still wouldn't have given us a chance to succeed. And I, I believe you're 100% right. Why can't we just look at the fact that we're Americans? Why? When I was at a school in Colorado, I'm going to go with this for a minute, and I want to come back to this. Because this is good that you're being honest about this, dude. And you need to be honest about this. When I was in Colorado, I spoke at a school of 500 kids. It was like a charter slash public school. I I, I don't know what it was. They were telling me, you know, be careful when you talk about the God thing. Still talked about it, right? Because I crossed no lines. There's no such thing as separation of church and state. And I want to point this out because a lot of people go, how can you talk about God in schools? It's in their own quotes. It's in their. It's quotes. historical quotes, dude. It's in their constitution. <laughs> we the people of the state of Colorado humbly invoking the blessings. of What is it? The, the supreme ruler of the universe. It says. It's who do you think they're talking about? <laughs> I'm only referencing that. I'm not grabbing the scriptures and putting yeah, which that, I could. It's that's the beautiful
1: part. Sorry to derail no, 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 a little go bit, but like people, it. people go. You can't talk about God in schools. I don't have to. The Founding Fathers talked about God. That's right. I'm just pointing out their quotes. I'm just pointing out their writings. I'm just pointing out th- right. their documents. Yeah, which, by <laughs> the way,
0: for the Supreme Court to say that it's wrong to talk about God in school, which Falls. I don't care I don't, I don't care what they said, that's against the laws of Falls. God and my freedom, one. Second, if it was so wrong, why did our Congress print Bibles in 1782 for schools? First don't act tell of me. Congress yeah, prayer. Don't, don't even tell me that we can't talk about God. And people are like, but you're going to let the Muslims talk about the Muslim God? When are they going to do that? When? When? How evangelical are they? And even if they are, isn't your God stronger? Yeah. Isn't your God more powerful? Dude, let's talk. Let's let's say it, right? So we got to talking. Dude, there was Muslim kids in there. There was atheist kids in there. There was uh, uh, Christian kids, right? Yep. People. I'm sure there was probably some that believe in the spaghetti monster, right? I'm, I'm sure <laughs> there's some craziness. And we talked. We got a standing ovation. Amen. Talking about the Lord. Got to witness to some kids. You know, one of the things I said in there was I am tired of us guys looking at each other as Mexican-American, uh, African-American, uh, Hispanic-American, Latin-American, whatever, or Chinese-American, any Asian-American. We're Americans here in this country. Yeah. Why are we called a minority when we're all a part of the majority? And people are like, well, the race class, government did that. Government's divided us government dude ask any person that is has worth their weight in salt in the black community they'll tell you it's because of government involvement and them sectioning off houses that government got involved and it started to tear down cities yeah it's exactly what happened uh there, there's a guy out there i forget his name but he talks about how back in the day dude uh, the, the 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 black america had uh they, they were all uh, skilled in, in labor jobs and all these things they made really? money welders uh carpenters and things like that and then all of a sudden they got involved and took the father out of the picture if
1: if you look, especially at the 1920s, in the 1930s, and even through the 1940s, you look at the black family and, and and black growth. It was skyrocketing. Yep they they were they were gaining economic prosperity. They were gaining stability. Their families were growing. They were they were making a place. Right. Then all of a sudden, what happened? The civil rights movement, and then no fault divorce, welfare state, all of this stuff, which you watch them go you watch the black community level out and then start tanking in terms of economics, you know, income, yeah. family structure, and all of that. What,
0: what we're not saying is that it was perfect in the 30s, 20s, no, and 40s. No, 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 not by any that's means. That's why the civil rights movement happened, because it wasn't perfect. Exactly. Right? But there was economic prosperity, and it was happening, and it was starting to move forward. And that's that's done by, what's his name, Dr. Umar. You know, I don't agree with everything he says, but when he talks about this stuff, it's like real history yeah. and, about the black community. And uh,
1: a, good, a good person to look to, a good expert on this, is Thomas Sowell. Thomas Soul. There you go. He 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 does a whole great explanation of, especially right after slavery, what now black community had to fight for everything. Right. Of course. They they had to fight for everything. But you know the beauty of that, and I'm 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 not trying to gloss over sins. Okay. Don't don't misquote me, please. But when you have to fight and you have to persevere and you have to push, you get strengthened. You, you build character, you build integrity, you build foundation, right? You then become the example you, of what you want to see. Exactly. And, and there becomes this attitude of no excuses, I'm going to get it done. Just like your dad. Your dad went, I don't care. This is the country where people can be successful. He's an and, American And now. look at what his children have done because he That's fought exactly and sacrificed right. and built. Right? That's right. So, when you get rid of that, and all of a sudden you create, you create these, this, this program of help
0: in big ways, you remove the incentive... To continue to persevere. Yeah, and then you look for, for, for a person to blame for your problems instead of saying, hey man, look, we're we're in this position because of a and, lack of personal responsibility. Bottom and, line. And it's not just the
1: black community that is, are you is kidding? lacking responsibility.
0: Look at look at the white male community, right? I was right gonna now. say I think the white <coughs> community's got more is more on food stamps than the oh, black yeah, community. Yeah, yeah, and so and it's the white White males not, are in
1: the worst position of yeah. everybody at this point. You
0: and know? dude, and, 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 and Hispanics were coming over here illegally to take jobs, and people say, Well, it's it's the workforce man I talked to a couple of workforce people if the document they have shows that they're legal whose fault is it it's the government for not checking up on that document so when they yeah. type it in and say yeah this is this guy I'm not saying that that, that uh, workers or I'm sorry uh, empl- uh, employers don't hire illegals it happens yeah but not every case yeah. not every case so you don't know what's going on and yet we're every single group you know what they're dealing with a lack of personal responsibility. but you know why they're mad that they don't have what they want, lack of personal responsibility. I can promise you it's what it yes. is. The thing with Candace and the thing with other people who are speaking out, we take responsibility for what we've been given, right? There's an America that we need to build, rebuild, I should say, on the foundation that all men are free, created equal, and are able to pursue happiness under God. That's Absolutely. our America. That is who we are. And that government's job is only to secure God given rights. Read the Declaration of Independence. Their job is not to provide, to do, or anything, it is to make sure that I have my rights secured. That's it.
1: And let me ask you this. If if all of that's taken away, now we help each other, the sure. people who just can't make it, right? But for most people, if you take that away and you've got to suddenly figure it out, what are you gonna do? You're gonna figure it You're out. Gonna f- you You're have gonna to. push. You have to. And if we create responsibility in each other and we create self-responsibility, individual responsibility, we start to help pick up other people. That's too exactly right. Because we go, I'm responsible. I'm making right choices. There's somebody who needs help. What can I do to help
0: them? Exactly. And this is actually a controversial quote by Thomas Jefferson to um, Thomas McKean in 1801. He said this. He said, to render us again one people acting as one nation should be the object of every man really a patriot. Amen. He said, I am satisfied it can be done. And I own that day, which someone should convince me of the contrary would be the bitterest day of my life. He wants people united, right? Yep. Now, the question that's going to come up in some of you people, some of the people's minds, not you people, some of the people's minds that I misspoke. I, I was going to say, question some you will come up with. <laughs> I said, you people. I didn't mean it like that. The question that's going to come up in our minds is, but wasn't Jefferson a slave owner? Yeah. How was he talking about equality and he had slaves? It's a good question. I can't answer a lot of things. And God, dude, I, I wish I had an insight to his life. Uh, as to why, here's what I know: Virginia law was like ne- it, it was mandatory. It was, yeah, if you inherited the slaves, you, and it there was w-
1: ironclad to keep those slaves.
0: Yes, if they were inherited, if there was a death, you had to keep it was. And it's odd that that was Virginia law. I get it. I don't know why that was law. I can't explain that. Right. Yeah. The second thing. Um, I don't know what happened with him and Sally Hemming. I don't I don't understand that whole thing. I haven't really looked into Which that. I I've looked into that
1: and the the issue is it's Jefferson DNA.
0: Which could have been Which and his, his brother. brother
1: his brother was actually known to kind of be a, a you know hopping around type of guy. Um, so I'm not saying that it wasn't Thomas Jefferson, but I'm not saying it was either because we don't know. Which, All we know is it's Jefferson. DNA, so it's some which it's if you think about line it, line of family.
0: I didn't know that, and and I want to look into that. But let's kind of go with this for a minute. If that's the case, it would kind of justify the fact that he fought for abolition in England with uh, William Wilberforce. Yeah, Jefferson wanted to end slavery. It's odd, I know. It, it's really weird, but William Wilberforce credited Thomas Jefferson's help for this. Yeah, right. And you look at national sins back then. It's like, dude. We get it. We're not saying that he was perfect by any means, right? But this was a worldwide sin. Yeah, It happened everywhere. It was an accepted practice. It was almost tradition to do this. And this isn't the first time this has happened. Slavery exists even today in different forms, yeah. which we're all vile against. Praise God, we have a conscience against it right now. Yeah. But let me challenge you with something here as, as people. Are we slaved to the media? It may not be a physical slavery, but, dude, our mentality right now is enslaved to a party, which is what he talked about. One people acting as one nation. Are we enslaved to the media to try to be biased against other people? Are we listening to the media that we're all against each other? Because, dude, last time I checked, man, when I was in Colorado, there was so many different classes. As a matter of fact, I spoke with a a woman named Janique who's uh, black, black American, and she was born in Germany, of all things. Perfect English, you know. Per- yeah. I mean, just proper. When I mean perfect, I mean like she enunciates the T's. So she's like, my daughter. You know, uh, I was his daughter. Like she's very proper yeah. in how she enunciates. Then I was with Karen Vaughn, who's a white lady, whose son Aaron Vaughn. We named our son after Aaron Carson Vaughn. Uh, my, my son's Aaron Vaughn. She spoke with us. She's white. I'm American. Karen's American. Shanique's American. Sue Trombino's American. Who Sue grew up in, in Venezuela, right? And we did this great tour. And guess what? Everywhere we went, there was blacks, there was whites, there was Chinese people, Americans. Yeah. Americans. What I saw last week is I'm not fitting into the media narrative. Like if you go to the uh, how many hands I shook last week. Even people when I was at the gas pump or the uh, the the car wash or whatever that because I was at a car wash, so I was <laughs> washing Debbie's nice car, you know, all these things. I should go to the car wash, you know, and, like, you know, helped her out. But what I'm saying is is there was so many different people. And guess what? Everybody was smiling, having a good yeah. time, all these things. There, that narrative doesn't exist, but are we enslaved in our minds? Now, Here's another thing. We have national sins going on today. A matter of fact, this is what we're going to try to talk about here the next time, is national sins like the Democrats believing, and I'm talking Democrats because that's what they are. That's what they call themselves liberals, are believing that Trump is impeachable right now. I thought President Obama was impeachable. I thought President Bush was impeachable to me in a lot of ways. President Clinton definitely should have been removed from office, right? All these things. And you may get mad at me about the Bush thing. I don't care. It's the truth. Dude, he destroyed the Constitution with the Patriot Act. I don't care what you say. They signed it all into law, and it was Congress's fault. It really was because they didn't do their due diligence to check.
1: And at this point... It, it kind of feels like every president breaks the law in one way or another. Gosh, doesn't so, it? So what are we going to draw the lines? And here's the bigger question. Has the president that position, like you and I were talking about, has that position become something too great for its own limits? Yeah, and What were the original standards and roles of the right, president? Right. And if it's way outside those boundaries, guess what? You've given all this power to the president. Why are you not surprised that at some point he's going to break a law?
0: Yeah, and isn't it funny now he broke the law, which your last president did too? Yeah. Well, oh, he didn't but, talk to foreign countries. We sweep it under the rug. Dude, Fast and Furious, does anyone remember that? Yeah. Does anyone remember <laughs> that? Or the lowest learner tax scam? People are like, that's not Obama, but it was his cabinet. It was his people, it was his representatives, and they didn't answer questions, they didn't talk about it, they did nothing. Did she get in trouble? No. She, got, she, she, she
1: left. Golden parachute. Man, I'll tell you, dude, this is insane. And you know what?
0: <laughs> it's both sides that do it.
1: Yeah. It's not just Absolutely. one
0: side. So we'll make that clear. Both sides, when it's their guy, they will defend tooth and nail until this guy's justified. I don't know if Trump broke the law. I really
1: don't. And, and that's one of the reasons that we wanted to get our ducks in the row. And, and look at the evidence because right. we, we may come back and say, look, we think this is something that is questionable. No, we're willing to you know? say that.
0: Yeah. We're not, we're not going to hold that back. I want him impeached just as much as everyone else does if he breaks the law because that's called principle. Yeah, And we've we've said that before. We're not for a party here. This isn't about that. And we'll keep saying it until people get it. This isn't about parties. This is about principle, right? Going back, there's a lot of... we we got to talk about, before we get into the president stuff, well, actually we're going to do that the following week. Yeah. Um but going back the whole slave issue, we didn't yeah. really finish it. Um a lot of things were happening at that time that I think obviously is an abomination, right? There was. And slavery is one of them. But you cannot deny the genius of these dudes, right? And the fact that again this was a worldwide epidemic, you know. Yeah.
1: And that's one thing that that kind of drives me nuts and I've had conversations with other people who are sitting on the other side of the wall on this. And their their argument is it's, it's a national sin. America was founded on slavery. It was founded on this evil action. Therefore, America is not legitimate. Now, slavery goes the span of history, absolute span of history. The Western civilization is the only civilization to actively move to end slavery. And we've got to remember that at the same time that America had slaves, Brazil had something like 3 million slaves. Yep. But we don't call it a nation of slavery. We don't call it a nation that was built on illegitimate means. Right. You look at the Bahamas, you look at, at the Caribbean, like massive slavery. So America wasn't the only country. And I'm not, I'm not downplaying no, the but sin of it. We're giving but
0: historical context there's, here.
1: There's context. No matter where you go, slavery has been an issue. It just matters of what's the color of the slaves. Don't forget, the Middle East, especially Islam, was enslaving whites by the millions for centuries. So do we then call is Islamic countries illegitimate because they were to built be on the backs today. of slavery?
0: Yeah, it seems to be embraced today.
1: In Saudi Arabia, it took until 1960 for them to finally outlaw slavery, officially. 1960. And don't tell me it wasn't because of pressure of the Western nations. It was totally pressure by Western nations. You leave them to their own devices. Look at Cutter. Uh, it's still going on. It's still going on in Saudi Arabia. Like this stuff's still happening. Now we have sex slavery and sex trafficking and all of that. That's but it's it's something that's not accepted by the culture. Right. The culture doesn't prop it up. And. So we've got to get past this idea that America was something completely unique yep. and, and completely one-off in the world of slavery. It, it, was, it happened all around the world for centuries and centuries after. Right. But America really fought and took it on to get rid of it. And when you and I have talked, we've talked about they, the founders saw it. And the question is, well, why didn't they abolish
0: it at the beginning
1: of the country? we can't answer that definitively. There's
0: point. really no answer to that, and some some can speculate.
1: Yeah, and and one of the speculations is that they didn't feel that they could win a rebellion against the against England without the slaveholding states. If they had put in something that abolished slavery, the slaveholding states would have said, "We're out. Yep. You're done." Right? The Southern states. So, the the projection or the argument is they had to keep it legal in order to keep a unified nation. Now, our our question is: How much faith did you have in God if you weren't willing to get rid of a national sin like Which that?
0: Which has always been my question. Yeah, like, and and again, I, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Absolutely. And 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 I I could take that position and and say you know of course I think too. Um, I think too what what the, one of the one of the big issues I had. Uh, and this is just a personal thing with the founders is like, um, gosh, and, and I, I don't even know if it's a problem again because hindsight's twenty twenty. Like, it, just different cultures, different time. Yeah, different cultures, different time. Yeah. I can promise you, our kids in a hundred years will look at us and say, "Can you believe they, blank, abortion? Look, look at abortion that or." can you believe that they actually took on this mentality that a cell phone would actually, you know what I mean? Like how parents are just not even respecting their kids anymore. Uh, Just free range sex, just no matter what you, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and realizing that uh, uh, AIDS epidemic, you know, all these things, it's like they're going to look at us one day and go, man, dude, they were stupid back then. And why did they allow this? and. Can you believe that election system and how, you know what I mean? Like yeah. how, they allowed that corruption in government, you know, like stuff like that. They're going to look at us and do the same flippant thing, right? So you're doing essentially what other nations have done. Dude, do we look at Egypt as a bad nation because they enslaved the children of Israel for 400 years? Hmm. Do we go, man, Egypt has a stain. They should never be a nation. Everybody should rebel there because they had, they had slaves from the Hebrews. No, but it's recorded. It's truthful. Pharaoh had him enslaved 400 years. Nobody questions Egypt. But somehow America's bad. And you know so funny? America gives you the freedom to pro- pro- protest the very thing that's giving you freedom. Isn't that stupid? <laughs> the very thing you're mad at is the freest nation in the world that you can do that. Yeah. Isn't that funny? To yeah. so like, oh, our nation's terrible. It's terrible laws. Okay, cool. Notice that you're not getting beheaded, <laughs> hung. You're not getting shot. <laughs> You're not being told to stop. I you're, just you're find it hilarious.
1: You're encouraged, yeah, dude. There's, there's plenty of people backing you up. Now, there's always people that go against you, right? But that's the, the beauty part. That's that's the beauty of freedom. <laughs> you are allowed to protest and complain. You're allowed to to march in the streets. You are allowed to come out in groups and say we don't believe in this. We don't believe in what our country or our government is doing or stands for. Try that in China. Right. Try that in North Korea. Right? At the risk of sounding cliche. But look at what's going on in Hong Kong right now. Yeah.
0: And there's no cliche about it, dude. No. We like, just don't think it'll happen here, but it can.
1: And and if people in Hong Kong are waving American flags and singing the national anthem, you should take pause. Pay attention to why would somebody across the world in a completely different culture well not completely right hong kong's fairly westernized but completely different society completely different background heritage all of that they're waving the american flag and they're singing the national anthem not because they're american citizens that saying screw you hong kong that imagine somebody from kenya waving the american flag and singing the national anthem why because of the values that America stands for. The freedom to do they, it. People in Hong Kong don't see the American flag and go, uh, their police beat their their minorities. <laughs> yeah. What they see it as, freedom of speech, freedom of association, freedom of the press, freedom of religion, due process, liberty, limited government, right? Standing for yourself, self-reliance, responsibility, individualism, they see that That's, that, that's the beauty of the part. flag. So when we look at the American flag, right. we're so spoiled. We're so spoiled when we look at this American flag. Look at the Chinese flag. What does that stand for? Government power. And we
0: all know it.
1: We all know it. Look at the surveillance state that they have. Now, Dude. we've got a pretty good one now going on our own. But there is government-backed surveillance state controlling every aspect of your life. You jaywalk, you might not be able to ride the first class on the airplane anymore. You commit a crime, you might not be able to fly
0: at all. Dude, it's crazy too. And it's it's funny because like again, why is it all of a sudden that their people became the criminals? Only to stop a few. Benjamin Franklin was right, man. Those that can give up essential liberty to obtain a little temporary safety deserve neither yep. safety nor liberty. I think that that has to be the underlying premise here, that if the people don't band together against a large government, I find it funny that government actually props up to both. Yeah. Let's be honest here, man. President Trump's rhetoric is not good. No. So he ramps up this whole thing. The other side, they're all like, ah, everybody's racist and they're against us. Ah, you know, they're going nuts. Right? They ramp this up. And they have the, they're the talking figureheads of government. Everything's racist. Everything's against. Everything's wrong. Everything this, everything that. Uh, the the recently AOC was like someone someone uh, got on Ilhan Omar you know, <laughs> all this racist attack. I can't remember what it was for, but it was like, dude, had nothing to do with her color. Yeah. Everything to do with etiquette and character. Everything to do with that. And then you go right for the race card, dude. You should be first off. Here's here's what I say. I think we should be ashamed of ourselves for letting it get to this point. You want to know where I think the blame really lies? Us. Yeah, absolutely. It has nothing to do with the people uh chris ann hall uh, i just i i I admire what she does uh she's she's incredible at teaching the constitution may not like her you may not agree with her but i think she's she's pretty cool i'm not saying she's perfect either okay but she stands and it's awesome she posted something today i think it was on instagram or something the question she gets and i get this a lot too is like how did our politicians Get to the point where they don't know anything about the Constitution. So she was asked, you know, what, how did it get to the point where govern government officials don't know the Constitution? How did it get to the point where it's like this far and they don't understand yeah. liberty? And she goes, I think sometimes that question is so wrong. And, and I agree with her because I've said it before, but she did it way better than what I said or what I say. She said, instead of asking why government officials don't understand the law and the Constitution, why don't you ask... One are the people going to get sick and tired of electing the people that don't know? <laughs> so yeah. put the responsibility back yeah. on the American, me, right? My neighbors, my pastors. That's why we're doing this conference on October 12th. Yeah. I am tired of people basically saying, how come foreign countries can get the gospel and the move of God is everywhere, right? But we're willing to go to remote, remote parts of the world to go preach the gospel, knowing we could die for it out there, Right in iraq or whatever you know in in muslim countries if you preach on the lord or you know uh, like shiny over in in india they they can't talk about it like they can't go out and witness and stuff right we'll go out there and risk our lives but dang it dude to go into a public school nope see the problem is we won't go in the destitute areas here with the gospel and we need to yeah we need to now and this this
1: I'm going to circle it back to the whole Candace Owens things, but uh, I've, you you brought up something that I I've been thinking a lot about, and that is when when we look at America, we look at liberty and freedom, and there are plenty of Christians who will say, "Oh, well, that's that's why we're so lax. That's why we need." we need more God is because we have too much freedom and liberty. And it's, it's almost like they're praying for persecution of like, oh, persecution will then make us stronger and and take us through the fire. The last thing you really want to pray for is persecution. God Explain didn't, that. God didn't say to the Jews, I will bless you the most when you're in persecution and exiled and, and under oppression and slavery. Good point. What God was saying was, I'm going to bless you by peace in a land of milk and honey. I'm going to bless you by fruit. I'm going to bless you with this beautiful land that I want to give you. I'm going to bless you by freedom and liberty. The problem is... We end up getting spoiled in that freedom and liberty. So then we have to have the persecution to make us remember what's important in life. Great point. Dude. And part of the problem is we look at—everybody we everybody uses China as, a, as the example. And I know I've said this before. They say, oh, the church is growing in China rapidly. It's because of persecution. Maybe we should have a little persecution in America. Don't forget, there are plenty of countries that were vastly majority Christian in the Middle East that— Christianity has been all but wiped out in the Middle East. I know. For centuries.
0: Dude, and, and doesn't that, this is that whole narrative, right? Like, submit to all governing authorities. Cool, cool. If we are a monarchy, I probably would. We would have to. But what are we? Right. What is, is our like, government? Thank you. So it doesn't even apply to that the government representative of we the people dude. we were,
1: have been given the authority yes, and power
0: dude and then even <laughs> but even that point right that you were just bringing up before wanting to pray for persecution why 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 would you pray for something like that no oh it's because the gospel grows in persecution truth they were persecuted in those type of governments yeah is that what you want you want us to get worse than where we're at instead of turning it around so we can have peace
1: Let's and let's look at the example of America in in the history of it. So, put aside a second the whole sin of slavery. You know, people say, well, only certain groups were free. Can can we just set that aside? The idea of liberty and freedom has been in America since the beginning. Yep, you can't deny that. Who has been the most generous, prosperous, giving nation on earth in the past two hundred fifty years? Truth. America. So are you telling me that the freedom and liberty of Christianity in America was completely null and void? That there was no value to Dude, it? Dude,
0: yeah. And why is it that it's Christians that want to get rid of these national sins? Who led the abolition movement? Thank you, Christians. And here's here's the funny thing, too, is people will knock that. That's cool. Knock it all you want, right? Isn't it funny how government's always up to interpretation? Now, hear me out, right? Well, Christians were the ones who started this. Christian, that, Well, Christians stopped it, too. Yeah. And so revelation happens a lot. You know, we're, we're mere men. We're not God, right? Now, people could say, you should have known better. You know better now. But had you grew up then, it would have been normal to you. It just would have been just like abortion is normal mm-hmm. to people. Yeah. Just like that. The it's, arguments it's, make sense in yes, this
1: society and culture at the time.
0: Absolutely. So to, to say that, oh, government can be up to interpretation because it's the, the elastic clauses, right? But there's no freedom. Science can get wrong every year, and they change their books. I think it's like three to six years, they yeah. change their books, right? That can be okay. But for Christians to grow in their faith and to understand more and say, hey, that is a national stain on us and blah, blah, that can't happen, though. <laughs> like, that can't happen, right? Yeah. God is powerful, and he shows us things. And you know what? I bet you any money he was just as mad at those that oppressed the people. Because there's judgment, dude. He's going to judge those things, right? He was just as mad as he was with Hitler and Mussolini and Stalin and Pol Pot and Mao Zedong and all these guys. He was just as mad, right? Uh, Nero, all these cats that wiped out people for no freaking reason, he's just as mad, right? But yet, we won't take that account onto ourselves and say, man— is he mad at me? For, like, could could yeah. there be something that is separating me between me and God here? Ooh, good point. You know what I mean? We've we've gotten rid
1: of yeah. our own responsibility in our relationship. And I want to be careful
0: God. to say that he's mad because it, the Bible does say he's angry with the wicked. He, he yeah. is. He's angry with the wicked daily. I'm not saying he's mad where it's like he's going to wipe us. Dude, if he was that mad, he would have wiped us out already. But he's just and righteous. Dude, and he's also loving, kind, and slow to anger and wrath, the Bible says. He's not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. Don't you see that that kind of merciful God... Listen, why it's funny because this uh, atheist girl... I want to talk about this for a second yeah, because I want to keep on this line. This atheist girl asked me, so you're saying Jesus made you moral? I said, no, I was already a moral person. I didn't drink, I didn't smoke, I didn't do drugs, had a girlfriend... I kind of cheated on her with my looks. I didn't cheat on her physically. I cheated on her when I was looking at other women. That's what the Bible says, right? I said, God, Christ didn't make me moral. He didn't. He made me holy, right? She goes, what's the difference? I said, perfect, perfect opportunity. I said, have you ever hated someone in your heart so much that you cussed them out, whatever? She goes, absolutely. I said, did you know that Jesus calls that murder? Because doesn't, doesn't every act have a meditation on it? Mm-hmm. See, he goes for the intent of the heart. He doesn't go for the action. The action's way past the absolute. So we started going down that line of sin. Amen. And that God changed me. And then also when I started talking about the power of God, where he heals people and all these things. I mean, dude, it was a crazy conversation because I said, you think religion makes you moral or immoral. So you blame religion for things, right? I'm telling you, it's quite the opposite. Jesus makes you holy and he makes you powerful. He makes you love more. I said, I love people now. With a supernatural love, even people that I may not like or agree with, I love them. I just love people, man. I'm not perfect at it, but, dude, I love people, man. People are awesome. Do people make me annoyed? Yes. I'm sure I, my kids tell me all the time I'm annoying because I tickle them all the time. <laughs> I make fun of them all the time. I'm always mocking them yeah. and just like cutting up. And right. We're boys. We're just boys. I'm annoying to people. I know that, man. That's cool. Some of you may think I'm annoying. Some of you may be sitting there thinking man, that dude needs to shut up. I'm cool with that. Like, you can have the freedom to say that. I'm saying Jesus made me holy, right? Back to the point. Christianity does that. It makes you holy. You start to see things. The Bible says that we're constantly in the wisdom and the spirit of wisdom and the revelation and knowledge of him right constantly
1: growing in the things of God. I think the the misconception people have of God's character is that God produces perfection instantly. Dude, when you look at the Jews and you look at them leaving Egypt, God gives them these commands, he gives them these rules, rules that we laugh at. We're like, he told them they had to poop outside the camp. They didn't know? No, they didn't they know. They really didn't. They did not know. Dude. He was te- it's it's just like a kid. You don't assume that your three-year-old's going to know that the stove is hot. You have to tell the three-year-old, do not touch that. You don't go into the transfer of molecules and the speeding up and
0: how it's going to burn the nerve endings and blah, blah, blah. You just say, don't touch that. This is a good point, Mike, because if you think about it, they did not know. Just like the average, I'm just going to go with it, the average millennial, do they know how to survive in the wild? Absolutely not. But they did. They yeah. knew how to do it all on their own. Matter of fact, they used to be sheep herders. They could build bricks. They could build buildings. They could. There was just certain hygiene things they didn't know. Dude, we didn't even know about it until the till the forties and the fifties. Yeah, people think the vaccination stopped. Maybe they did, but a lot of it was hygiene too in New York City. When yeah. you look it up, hygiene practices started to change. Yeah, Not, running water actually works. That's biblical, actually. Right, you didn't keep everything stationary, dude. We used to pee in pots, man <laughs> and before bathrooms in this
1: country. And the beauty of it is, you know, people people might see setting aside somebody who's sick or somebody who might have leprosy and putting them by themselves. That's quarantine. Yeah, we we treat that as a nat a, a normal. Negative. Yeah, uh, uh,
0: well, uh, I know what you're saying. Yeah, Never mind. we we
1: treat it as a normal hospital practice, but people see it in the Old Testament. That, well, that's negative. You're setting the person aside and you're you're, you're neglecting them, him. No, neglecting them. No, you're setting them aside because you. God told them this transfers from person to person.
0: Yeah, dude. If you even think about it, when when a woman was going through a menstrual cycle, yeah. Right, and they had to what was it? They had to go out uh, outside unclean for,
1: for I don't remember seven S- days or se- 40 seven days, days or something
0: or like that, dude. That's embarrassing. My yeah. wife tells me this sometimes, you know, when she's going through her thing, right? If If it leaks or whatever, it's embarrassing, yeah. So to put yourself because you're unclean, which is true, you're unclean, you're full of blood, right? Things happen. That's not bad. It's not we're shunning women, no, dude. It's, it's, it's practices of health that he wanted. Yeah. Why do you think he didn't want them to eat pork and shellfish? It wasn't exactly because of sodium. Dude, they were grotesque animals.
1: And, and
0: especially uh, the pig
1: is a great example because we, we eat bacon in the store every day. Daggum right. We love bacon. The problem is we've, we've created a system to where we can eat pigs safely. Antibiotics, treatment of how the pig's kept, blah, blah, blah. Back in the day, they didn't have these practices. That pig was a very dangerous animal to eat. If you didn't cook it properly, if you didn't make sure they were eating the right things, if you just let them be whatever.
0: Pigs are very nasty, dirty creatures. Dangerous to eat. They they, they wash and bathe and sleep in their own poop. Slop. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So... It wasn't God going. Well, I've got to just create these arbitrary rules. Now there are spiritual connotations to some of the rules, obviously, but there are very practical ones too. Shellfish. A lot of people have shellfish allergies, and they're a very dirty, nasty thing. What do they full eat? Full cholesterol, crap along the ground. Full cholesterol. Like God, God put in these rules of look, these are the boundaries because I want you to be a people that are separated out from the rest of the world, and I want you to be healthy and happy. And when you look at it in the grand scheme of things, God's teaching us and raising us up. And as Christians, we this gets back to the whole we think God creates people perfectly instantly. That's not true. Humans not, don't work that way. We grow every day, and as cultures and societies, we grow every day. That's right. God didn't approve of um, multiple wives. God allowed it to occur. In a sense, because the culture was still growing and
0: learning. That and to replenish the earth after Noah's flood. So there was, there was a big there. There was use it. for
1: it. God didn't approve of the treatment of women in a lot of cultures and societies, but the cultures and societies had to learn where they were wrong. And guess what? Jesus was a very egalitarian person, and Jesus was the one who gave credit and gave justification to women's voices. He, he was kind of that, that transfer of, look, you guys have gotten off. I need to teach you how to get back on the right path because humans are stupid <laughs> in a it, certain
0: way. It, it, yeah. it, right, humans. Christians, I, I get, you're right. Humans, we, we, we get off. Dude, you know it's funny? Know? Carrie said that, you know, you have to lead people. And I'm like, yeah. seriously, I've got to do a video on that? She goes, honey, seriously, you got to lead. And I didn't think about it until she said it. I'm like, dude, she's right. Whenever I say a certain thing, people do it. And if I don't say it, they don't think about it. They don't, they don't, it's not in their right. minds, right? And I think the other thing too is like I've really been thinking about this a lot. The foundation as to why God created was love. He loved love. It's funny. There's two things the the Bible says he is. He's love and he's the word. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's pretty, pretty clear. And there's a scripture I want to read because I, I always want to keep things scriptural and I know we don't always read scripture and we should. Uh, And we'll start doing that from now on because I really want to incorporate scripture, which we we incorporate scripture. But to make it a point, because this is a Christian, we're we're a Christian, uh, but we're also political. So it's not like we're not dorks about it. You know what I mean? We're just this is what flows. I want to read uh, from Ephesians three real quick. And I want you guys to see the foundation of love and what it means. Right. Check this out. It says, for this reason, I bow my knees before the father from every family in heaven on earth derives its name. That he would grant you according to his riches of his glory to be strengthened with the power through his spirit in the inner man. Strengthened with the power of spirit in the inner man. That's what Christ did for me. He strengthened my inner man. That's the thing that I couldn't resist sin with, right? And I'm still praying for that. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love, right? Check this out. May be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, length, height, and depth, Right? And to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of God. What that just said was because of the love, we can understand the things, the the height, the breadth, the depth. We can with the saints. We need each other, guys. This is about love. And it's not love to each other. It's love to God, which makes us love each other because we want to love each other out of of a true heart. I want to understand more of God. And people are like, oh, that's... Stupid God did this. God, no, no, no. God is unsearchable sometimes, man. There's just certain things. It's like, I don't understand why he did that. But, dude, he's got a pretty darn good justification why he did everything in scripture he did. And there's reasons. It, Pastor Todd had talked about that a couple of weeks ago.
1: Of sometimes we try to explain God's reasoning because we think we need a justification as to why we have faith in him.
0: Ooh. That's a great point. Which is
1: dangerous.
0: It is dangerous. And how
1: often do we do it? We all do it. Question gets asked, why does God allow suffering? Okay, well, I've got a five-point system of why I think God allows suffering. Therefore, this puts God into this neat outline of these are the reasons. Now, some of those reasons may be true. Some of those reasons might not be true. That's right. And we've got to respect that the The depth of God's wisdom is so unsearchable that if we try to narrow it down into a couple of reasons, we are doing God a big disservice because maybe none of those reasons are correct. Mm -hmm. And God had a completely different reason of why he allowed suffering in this case or that case. Right? You know, and so we just we've always got to be careful that we allow him space of like, look, he's God. I've got to have faith in Uh, that. Dude,
0: and, and what's wrong with that? Like the fact again. I'll go back to the science books, and I'm not trying to put God in a box here, but yeah. we believe scientists we've never even met, yeah, for the reasons that they bring up, which we don't even know because we've never studied. Right? I'm not going to deny that Stephen Hawking was a genius, absolutely, or Neil deGrasse Tyson's a absolutely. genius, or you know who was a, a Hitchens, Einstein, Einstein, yeah. yeah, Newton. These they were geniuses. I don't understand what they knew, but some of those people don't understand what I know. Yeah, right. Some people don't understand why I know history or scripture or whatever, right? I'm I'm not an expert in my field by any means, but I know stuff, you know, and we've studied and we, and I will continue to grow and to learn. And I don't do things today that I used to do as a kid when I first became a Christian. There's things I don't do today that I used to do uh, when I was first Christian because I grew up and I understand. Yeah. I used to hate and judge and all these things. I don't do that by the grace of God anymore. I mean, I'm sure I do. We're always growing. We're always growing, man. But like, and, you
1: are so much different today than you were yeah, dude. five like, years ago.
0: I've learned that people are people and they literally need you to listen and love them. Yeah. And then as you build that relationship and, and this is a tough thing to say because it's not always uh, it's not always uh, possible to have a relationship yeah. before you speak truth or help with, with situations. Because people correct me all the time, man. Even without knowing it, people correct me. But when you build that relationship is when you can really help people because they know you trust them and they trust you. Yeah. And they, they know that you care about them, that you're not out to get them. And all that does, all that is really is uh, consistency. I hope one thing through this ministry that for almost five years through our podcast, almost a year podcast, yeah. that we remain consistent with our message. Yeah. We may have screwed up, but our consistent message is this. we love you. We want to meet you. If you hate us, that's cool. We'll, uh, we'll go out to coffee and dinner and all that stuff, man. Look, we love people. The other thing, too, is that we're not a political party-affiliated machine. We're just not that. We're not a champion for a party. We're a champion for liberty. And that liberty happens to abide in a place called America. Right. So I will fight and defend it because that's what's given to me. We're Christians. We believe in the blood of Jesus Christ that redeems all mankind, and we believe in His name, and we believe in what He did for us to redeem us to God, so that I can have access to the Father by grace, right? That the Holy Spirit dwells in me to go do what I do yeah. and to 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 do His good pleasure, to do His works, and that because of that Spirit from and through and to Him, that's why I do what I do. We believe in that. We've been fairly consistent on our marriages: <laughs> one husbands of one wife, right? Vigilant and sober. God get yeah. God willing, given to hospitality. I have to teach. We've been doing those things. We got kids. Uh, the ministries remain consistent. We still do small events to big events. We're, the consistency of the message really hasn't changed much. And we've admitted when we're wrong. We feel, uh, we, yeah. we were wrong on that last week or we shouldn't have said this or that. We're pretty pretty open about that stuff. And people have corrected us before, so we have changed our message, right? But consistency is always key. And everybody that knows us, I, I hope that we could say this with confidence, that they know we care about them. Yeah. We genuinely care about people. We care about young people. We care about uh, uh, older people. We care about everybody. That we come in contact with and that people would know that. You know what I mean? Are we perfect? No, man. But, dude, we're trying. We're doing our best. You can't point your finger at the fruit and say, man, that dude isn't a Christian. I hope at least. Now, do I struggle internally with things? Jeepers, dude. Oh, my gosh. I struggle. You know what I struggle with, dude? The biggest all the time is insecurity. Absolutely. Fear of failure. Oh, my gosh. When I feel like I failed something, I'm like, I I just lose it. I'm like, it's frustrating, right? I don't know where that comes from or that stems from. Maybe I can guess, but... You know, I still deal with like certain things that used to be weights on me, and they still try to come at me, sins and things like yes. that. And I'm, I'm but the difference is I'm not saying, Hey, I sin, Jesus, you know, his grace is is easy and it's free. Dude, I run to it. Like, Lord, please, dude, I was in Colorado, and this is what's hard to admit, right? And I don't know why we're going on this tangent. I hope this ministers to somebody. Maybe this will be a highlight, but uh, for for you and I and our testimonies, and I want to I want you to kind of ping-pong and share too. When I was in Colorado for three days, I couldn't... I, I was so busy. Not that there's an excuse, but I was so busy. Like, I didn't have time to seek the Lord. And one of the last events we did, I had to pull away from everybody and go walk and pray. Yeah. And I'm like mad. I'm like, I'm like crying to God almost. Like, I I can't do this without you, you know? And what makes me think that I can? And and I felt so terrible because I'm here I am preaching about God. And I'm like, last four or five days, I just haven't... And I, because of busyness and because yeah. of... The, the, the constant moving and, and, the, and the, again, and my kids and they need attention and all, you know, Lord, I don't want to lose you. I don't want to lose you because of the work, you know, so the heart is always crying out to God. Yeah. The, and I've,
1: I've actually had the same conviction I had it this morning while I was driving in the truck. And my thought was, why do I always put off the, the deep prayer? And I, I pray every time I drive to work. Right, the radio stays off, and I pray. But I find myself going in and out of really praying. Oh uh, well, I'll I'll pray tonight, or I'll pray tomorrow morning. Right, and and the, lately there's been kind of this pushing it off of like I'll have the really deep fervent prayer later. And then
0: when you get home later,
1: <laughs> later doesn't happen. No, and and the same conviction of like I am, I have been put over people's spiritual walks. Who am I to put this priority Dude, away? Convicting. Who, who am I to put this aside? That's right. Right? And the other part of it is taking for granted that position. I. There are times where I feel completely overwhelmed in the positions that I'm in and the things that I'm doing. It's like, Lord... I can't do this without you. And I'm talking spiritually, like I just can't do this without you. And I would much rather be in that position than oh, I've got it. What am I going to do next? Which I think everybody who's in a position of leadership spiritually goes through those moments of like, well, I'll just almost a phone it in moment. Oh, well, I'll just do this. Yeah, throw and, a Hail and, Mary. Yeah, yeah, You
0: know, it's funny too, dude, is like, even if you're not, and I hope you guys listen to what we're saying here, even if you're not in a place of spiritual leadership, you're in a place of leadership as a Christian, period, yeah. in the world. People are looking at you with a different standard. When you call yourself a Christian, you have a magnifying glass on you. You literally have a microscope on your life. Yeah. So no matter where, you're a leader because of who you represent. So how dare we? And I'm saying we here, right? Yeah. And I had to repent of it. How dare I not seek the face of God? And dude, you know what's so funny is when I when I when I lack those things, I start to get loose. You can feel it. Yep. It's like, Lord, yep. I don't want to get loose, man. I, I don't I don't like that because does he forgive? Yeah, but dude, I, I just I don't want to be obstinate towards the things of God. I want to hear his voice in all things. Yeah. I want to know that we're making a difference and an impact and a dent on people. And Christianity's real. And I I get concerned when I, I know that loose feeling that you're talking about, kind
1: of like a just like I'm not being vigilant of yep. who I am and yep. the testimony I'm giving Easy out. Attack. It scares me of somebody two years down the road going, Yeah, I worked with that guy. I I don't know how he's a pastor. Yeah, and there's, Ooh. there's, there's, bro. In 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 my That's daily work, one of the companies that we work with, there's a guy who I found out through the grapevine is a pastor. Nobody has anything good to say about him. Yeah, this guy's a jerk. He cusses and swears. He's always talking about this crap, and he's a pastor. And and that convicts me of like, what are people going to say about me when I Dude. leave? Dude.
0: That's that that, scares. That me. is scary, dude. Yep. Like it's scary how one wrong move, one wrong look, one wrong action could set someone's course yeah. about the Lord the wrong way. And that's why Christ talks about look, if you lose your saltiness, what are you good for?
1: Oof. You're good to be thrown out and trampled on. Yep. What does that mean? That means your testimony, if it loses its saltiness. It's, it's just going to get trampled on. People are going yeah, yeah, real Christian, look at how he acts and behaves. And that's not just leadership, that's every Christian. If God is not the most important thing in your life, your priorities are screwed. That's right.
0: Well, and, and and they're backwards.
1: Yeah. And and people, well, well, I've got a life, and I've got family, and I've got, no, 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 you're not hearing me. If Christ is not the most important thing in your life, your priorities are screwed up. Because Christ says, pick up your cross and follow me. Christ says, leave everything behind and follow me. Don't even turn around to bury your father. Don't turn around. Keep following. If you turn your hand from the plow, you're not fit for the kingdom. The problem is, in, in a lot of our faith walks, we go, Christ is here on the side to ensure I don't go to hell. And I know that's kind of a cliche statement, but it's so true. Well, I've got this, and I've got this, and I've got this. Don't you think God will put those things in order if you follow him? He tells you as much. says, look, don't worry about the worldly things. It's the Gentiles who worry about their clothes, worry about where they're going to get their food to eat.
0: That, I, dude, I clothe the lilies. This, this is convicting, man. <laughs> right? I clothe the lilies.
1: I feed the sparrows. Aren't you more important than them? And when we put him first... When we seek first the kingdom of God, he will add all of these things unto us. When we walk in faith, we walk behind Christ, and we walk with him, he will give us what we need as we walk. And I think a lot of people have to decide, are you actually committed or are you not? That's right. And, and, go ahead. No, and to, to wrap that into that, when we're this fully committed to Christ, we unify as a body. And we'll actually unify and walk along non-believers as well. Instead of casting them out and pushing them aside, we start to see non-believers as people. We see them as real people as opposed to just caricatures of actions. And I don't know if that makes sense to people, but what I'm saying is we see them as an actual individual. We see them as a spirit. We see them as somebody who who deserves love and grace and And kindness and attention. Attention. And we've talked about the unification of people back into one nation. We start that as Christians. That's right.
0: That's right. I think, too, the tangibility of all this is is, is, is important. And I think the scripture in Hebrews talks about looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher. And I, I just started pondering it. That's why I, I thought about it. Just yeah. Notice it says that Jesus is the author and the finisher of the faith, not God. Amen. He begins the work. When I start to believe in the things of God, that is the beginning. And he's writing my faith out. Yeah. He's writing my story. He's the one doing it and perfecting and doing. And he's the one recording. He's the one that I represent. If he's the author, then don't I obey what I read? Do you know what I mean? Like that's convicting to me. That's where I want to be. I'm not perfect at it, but I'm working on it, man. I am so trying to, and I don't mean trying in a, in a works way. I, w- I just want to love. If, I wanna love him. If you, you really know?
1: if you really love your wife, you try for her. Bingo. You work for her, right? You you work to to improve that love, improve that relationship because you respect and love her. We don't call that works of your marriage. Oh well, he's just checking off check marks. No, you're doing it because you love her and you want to grow that connection. It's the same thing with Christ. We either we either act and works because we're trying to just check mark our we're trying to justify ourselves, or we're doing things because we love Christ and, and we want yep. to show that love and respect. Mm-hmm. And we're convicted when we commit sin. If if we're convicted by the Holy Spirit because we've convic- we've committed sin, it's because the Holy Spirit is saying this doesn't please Christ. This doesn't please God. And if we accept that, we go, I don't want to displease him.
0: Mm. I want to please him. You do. I want to please. You know, when you realize what someone's done for you. Yeah. I can say this about, let me give it the natural. You and I are brothers because of what we've done for each other. You've helped me out in some tough times. We've hopefully helped you out in in, in ways. Pastor Todd, I love him. I respect him for what he's done for me and my family. Pastor Polk. I mean, a lot of people, Pastor Paul in Connecticut, or I'm sorry, Massachusetts, Uh, Pastor Al from uh, Minnesota. I can name off every person that I know has been instrumental. Joe from Colorado. I can name off every person that has helped. Sue Trembino, Karen Vaughn, Debbie Healy. All these people that I am around have helped me. Why couldn't I? I mean, I want to honor them for what they've done. Same thing with Christ. He put his life on the line for you. I find it funny that we began perfection in a garden. And his ending of perfection was in a garden. Hmm. Notice that? Yeah. Adam lost his perfection in the garden. That's where Christ took on the cup of wrath in the garden. Yeah.
1: Isn't that crazy? His, his penultimate moment of either rejecting or obeying was Ooh, in... that just hit me, dude. That is good. Mm-hmm. Thank you for pointing that out.
0: Yeah, it's something I think I'm going to talk about you know, in, in a little while. Is like... like-
1: and I, I want you to finish that thought. Like what what significance is that in the garden?
0: Because gardens have beauty and and, and the, the 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 garden represented perfection with the way God intended it to be, right? And how communion happened right away. What you yeah. couldn't watch with me for an hour? You know what I mean? Communion happened the same way Adam walked with God. Yeah. And the same way Eve walked with God. And there's Jesus walking with God in the and he's asking the Lord, don't let you know, let this cup pass from me. Don't let me take this on. But he almost did exactly what Adam did. He had to take on the wrath, right? I think that's so crazy. And then he went to, man, dude. And, and wow, where, where Adam's getting more and more. Where Adam disobeyed. God said,
1: Don't eat of this tree, okay? Don't eat of this fruit that's in this garden. Adam disobeyed. Adam said, I'm gonna eat it. Whereas God asked Christ to drink of this cup, drink of the cup of wrath. And Christ went, I don't like it. I don't want to do it. But not my will, but your will be done. He obeyed.
0: He obeyed in the garden. He
1: overcame that moment of choice, free will, and obeyed in the garden. That's amazing, dude. That's amazing. I know. Because right after that was when he was arrested. He had the chance to say, I'm not doing this. And he could have run from the garden. He knew they were coming to arrest him. Dude, that, wow, dude.
0: You smashed it, man. I, well, it's, it's funny because, like, I always wonder the parallels. I wonder the parallels a lot of, of, yeah. of, of the, the Adamic nature versus the Christ nature, right? And the fact that, <laughs> dude, this is crazy, how Adam hid, <laughs> Christ didn't. He was. He, was, he, he, he got arrested. And, yeah. He got arrested and went. He didn't hide. He didn't do anything. See what honesty did? It even led him, even though it was wrongfully done, he had to die for the sins. Adam died a, a, a death, a spiritual death. Christ had to die a spiritual death. The, the difference between the two, one was justified because he obeyed. Yeah. The other one wasn't. There was redeeming qualities to Adam where Christ became the redeemer to all mankind. <laughs> This is, dude. This is wow. insane. Which I might, I'm, I want to talk about a little bit. Yeah. I'm preaching Wednesday, and I kind of want to talk about that. The author and the finisher of my faith. That's it. That's it, dude. The author of faith and the finisher of it. He authored it in the beginning when he walked with Adam. He finished that <laughs> faith, dude. This is insane.
1: He, like we we tried to end the story. We tried to end the story, dude. and God said, "No, I'm going to finish this." I'm I'm gonna finish this and finish it the way it was supposed to be finished.
0: Golly, dude, he he authored and finished it. He finished it, bro. That if that doesn't make you like insanely insane <laughs> about what God is trying to do in our lives wow, right now, man. this is incredible that He would take this on, wow. knowing you still. I mean, this this it gets me. I spit. I I. Did so wrong to the Lord. I did. And and, and and still sometimes I'm like, why do I, why do I, why, 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 why do I get upset? Why do I get frustrated and angry? And people may call what I'm doing now upset. I'm passionate about this because I look at myself more than anybody else. I judge me. And you can attest to this. I judge yeah. me harder than anybody yeah. that I come in contact with. I judge me harder. I have to. I'm not saying condemn myself, but I judge my works. I judge my character, how I've been with people. Right? But that matters to me, right? Not because of what they see in me, but I hope that they see Christ. Yeah. Something that dude did was about Jesus. That's the bottom line, man. You know? I hope that through all of these things, and you know, we got two more till till, till the end. I hope people catch that. Yeah. That part of it. That whole part of it. I hope they catch. Dang it. That this is all about him. It's always been about Christ. That's where liberty begins. The perfect law of liberty, man, he went back and did it the way Adam was supposed to do it. He did it the way Adam was supposed to do it.
1: And he That's did what it, he did. He did it in free will.
0: Oh my gosh, dude. He did in it by In free choice. will,
1: in choice, because he was given the absolute free choice to either walk away or stay. Dude and he stayed that's and and that's that's something that we need to see as significant in God's character is God allows free will he allows it he 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 wants free will and he gave adam that choice adam rejected it he gave christ that choice christ accepted it that's huge Dude, there was no compulsion, no. there was no coercion. There was, do what you choose to do. This is what I've asked.
0: You know, it's funny too. Christ or Adam got arrested in bondage of sin, hmm. Christ got arrested for righteousness' sake. Think about that. Yeah. Adam was arrested in bondage, he was in bondage to himself in his sin now, right. Whereas Christ was like, I'm about the will of my father. I got arrested so that I could die that perfect death to redeem all mankind. Dude, this is crazy, man. And the more I think about it, it's like everything is justified. Yeah. Everything that he did is justified. He had to walk. Notice how Adam didn't have the sin of man on him. Yeah. Christ was born into the sin of man on him. It was harder for Christ being tempted in all points yet without sin, whereas Adam didn't have that. He was tempted, but then he fell into it. Christ knew What temptation was he saw it throughout time. He knew didn't mean he didn't struggle with. I'm sure. I'm sure he was tempted in all points yet without sin. Exactly. Still tempted. I mean, oh, dude, there's so much to this, but we gotta. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. There's a lot to this man. Dude, (laughs) this is crazy. But I don't know how we ended up from the racism thing to this. Here's what I'm saying, though. Preaches the fall of man has allowed this to happen, and we are a a result of that. How do we become the righteousness out of that in following Christ? And let me
1: just, <laughs> this is, is going to be wild, but I'll actually wrap this back into what Candace Owens was talking about. The The whole thing was pointing blame at an enemy who is creating a victim. Right? The whole thing was white supremacy, white supremacy, white supremacy. That's creating the victim of the black community. Her whole point was No. We have our own sins that we need to handle. We need to figure out. We need to be convicted of in our own hearts and minds. Right. So we're given the choice to either consider ourselves a victim or consider ourselves our own responsible person. Adam did the same thing. Notice Adam didn't go, Yeah, God, you're right. I, I totally ate the apple. What do you do? The woman you gave me, victim. I'm a victim. It was her fault. I'm a victim. So who do we follow after? Adam? And go, I- I'm a victim. It's their fault. Or do we go, it doesn't matter. Christ was born under sin. If if anybody could have said, well, I'm a victim, it
0: was Christ. Dude, the fact that Judas betrayed him, that his, dis- his own disciples wouldn't uh, watch and, and pray yeah. with him. Sorry, God, I'm out. You didn't give me anybody
1: to stand with me.
0: Yeah, the fact that everywhere, a lot of places he went not had a lack of faith. You know, all these things he could have easily said, it's their fault. Why am I dying for them? That's just stupid. Yeah. It's, it's their fault.
1: I'm the victim. He was the, the only true victim. <laughs> if, if you look at it in a spiritual sense, he was the only true victim in this whole world. Yeah. Because he was innocent. So, and I'm not saying that, Every that there's only one community that needs to figure out that they're responsible for sins. Guess what? Every community has their own sins, and all of us together have our sins that we need to go through. And what she was pointing out was that idea that look, I'm done blaming somebody else. I know. Let's stop blaming somebody else. And guess what? It's convenient because people love to hear you're not responsible.
0: I think Todd's hit this too. He said that it just seems like everybody's finding a reason to like, get, and it's like that the, your level of outrage somehow correlates at the level of importance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Shapiro said the same thing once. And it's like, for some reason, the louder you scream, somehow this is the reason for your, even though it might be bunk, you know what I mean? That's what's scary is, is. And I don't want to say scary in because a, a, I don't fear, I guess. I don't fear what man can do, you know, whatever. I just know that this stuff's been happening for a long time and yeah. peop- we're eating the fruit of it now. We are. You know what I mean? So, I mean, to, to, to say all that, we're going to talk about Trump and all these things, yep. in the impeachment proceedings. I mean, there's a lot of stuff we got to talk about. But guys, thank you again for tuning in to podcast number 50 uh, from Self Evident. We want to say thank you, man, like for tuning in, for commenting, for sharing, for viewing all that stuff. There's going to be more content coming up. Um, we got some cool things coming up October 12th. We got the conference here yep. going out to Ohio yep. uh, in late October. Uh, dude, it's growing. And if you guys want to check out more on how you can help, go to theselfevidenttruth.com. dot uh, com. You guys can find out more at dot com. We got a bunch of stuff like articles and places to help and support and donate. You can buy a hat. You can buy a yeah. shirt. You can buy whatever this hat. Yeah, see that make America constitutional. We used to, cool. And I used to wear them all the time, and I don't now because. Uh, I'm losing my hair, and I don't want to lose my hair anymore. <laughs> so, again, it's late. It's like 941 Woo. Eastern Standard Time. Not that I'm complaining. Well, kind of. But I we, shouldn't be. We work late for you. For you. For you. For you. For you. For you. <laughs> Anyways. Freedom. Yeah, freedom. Uh, we love you guys. Thank you again for tuning in to self evident Podcast. God bless you. We'll see you next week.
1: Love you guys.